0: I am unashamed. What about you?
1: So last night, Jayce, I was at the uh, at the uh, church building. I had we had an elders meeting and had to film a couple of videos. And uh, there was a couple of guys there. Uh, Bert, Bert uh, was from uh, Michigan, and he and another guy had come down here to West. They're they're podcast watchers and listeners and. He was just on his motorcycle. He said, you know, I think we think we'll take a run down to West Monroe, spend a couple of days, <laughs> which is – I said, well, how long – how long did he get here? He said, 16 and a half hours.
0: On said, a motorcycle. On a
1: motorcycle. But they – I mean, I, and so somebody said, boy, I bet you got some saddle sores, you know. And he said, Well, eh, no. Nah, he's kinda fortunate used to... to be alive. He is. But he's super nice guy, so it's nice to meet you, Byron. I know you're watching. And then it's interesting because this week, you know, I was on one of the former podcasts, Jay, so – uh, this guy sends me a letter. This is from Captain Kirk. He's from Ohio. He watches seriously. seriously. That's his like his handle, I guess. Which I kind of liked him already because you know I was a big Star Trek guy, and so he said that he quoted me as saying on one of the podcasts because you talked about I think it was when we were talking about getting our cha- those championship ring replicas. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Chase, why do you get all the cool stuff and all I get in the mail is bills? You know, so I was kind of you know making a joke about it. So this guy, Captain Kirk says that's just not right. So he's he said, I want to right the wrong. So knowing that you are one of the biggest Joe Burrow fans in the state of Louisiana, I thought I'd send you a unique gift. I'm Uh-oh. certain your brother hasn't received. So here was the gift. It is uh there's the front of it. It's an Ohio State jersey, mm-hmm. which I first saw the front of it and I thought, hmm, I wonder what that's supposed to mean. But then I turned it over and so it was Burroughs because he played at Ohio State for, what, hmm. two years, three years before he transferred to LSU for our yeah, championship season. But,
2: but we moved on.
1: We moved on. So he, he said – "And he said, Did they run
2: him off? Did he
0: yeah. leave? Uh, well, he,
1: he, uh, he was hurt, and so he didn't get to compete for the starting job. And so then the year after he was hurt and was ready to compete, the other guy had already won the job. So he couldn't crack in the lineup.
2: He, yeah, see. So
0: I mean, that, as it turned out, bad move by Ohio <laughs> well, State. Well,
1: well
2: I, did they win? Have they? When's the last time they no, won the that, championship? No,
1: that was before Burroughs, right before him was the, the national so championship. it was
2: there. a bad move.
1: Well, it probably was. Well, I, I'm sure that's the way they look at it now. Of course, it's really interesting because well, it, it was one of the – but it was the perfect storm because Burrow, the previous year at LSU, he was good, but he wasn't what he was this last year. I mean, he he elevated into another zone, but it was it was just the right recipe of of all the you know stuff that was going on with LSU, which I'm glad we're talking about it again because we you know football we haven't been able to watch sports baseball nothing else, and I'm thinking like man we got to keep bringing up the LSU national championship, Jace, all year because I don't even know if you know if they're going to be playing again or if they'll be playing. Yeah, they part.
2: just started golf back, which it's hard to make golf exciting, but when you haven't watched sports in months, it was riveting. Yeah.
1: And it it was weird because there were no people there, so somebody make a hole. The guy made a hole in one, and you heard at
0: least football went out with in a blaze of glory. (laughs)
1: Well, it did for us. So I want to read you what he said here. I thought this was pretty good Uh, because this guy is quite the wordsmith. Um, He says although Burrow has ascended to legendary status in the Bayou. The very essence of Joe's genesis is firmly ensconced within the fertile football soils of the Buckeye State. (laughs) Uh, uh, Captain Kirk, uh, I like your, you know. He said,
2: (laughs) but he came from Ohio State. (laughs) Well, Kepi (laughs) Ten, I'm looking at the facts here. The claimed national titles at Ohio State, the last one was 2014. Yep. So that was when that was before Burrow. Yeah. was even there. They had their, that. Remember, that's the year the guy got hurt right at the their
1: their start at the end of the season, and then some freshman. Remember that big kid? The freshman came yeah. in
2: and won the two playoff games. And of course, broke. I think he went pro, so everybody's happy. Oh yeah, but you know, it's it's all in how you gauge success, and when you get outside of Jesus, I guess when you are talking about college football, it's got to be national championship. Yeah, but I think it. You know, football is a team sport, so. We appreciate y'all sending sending this down. Oh, I like I, that. I, I, I
1: think the coolest. I mean, he thing. He understands I'm not going to wear it because he said that letter. He said, "I know you're, you know, because I, I don't wear other
2: team stuff." You but want, do you want to <laughs> get
0: shot? No,
2: I did in the worst.
0: I'm past the. Rah rah team. I think
2: you passed that fifty
0: years ago. Yeah, I think that's you good. passed that when you walked away from the game. Yeah, you
2: that's... do watch it, but you don't seem to have that competitive because mm-hmm. if you watch the LSU game with me. Oh,
1: Jace is still jumping around like he's oh, I, in the game, Dad. He he he's like he's yeah. there. He
2: in his mind he I don't he just... get
0: that worked up about <laughs> things like that. I'll tell you this, when we
2: want it. I took a picture, then I ran outside and just ran down the street hollering. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Dogs started barking. Uh-uh,
0: a... <laughs> Is that the way you reacted, Dad? Did, you, did no. you run down to the river? No, I'm no. When slide. I'm running down the street, somebody's after me. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so it was
1: interesting. And I don't have a weapon. We we had, Si was over at the house watching the National Championship game because he doesn't have ESPN. I'm like. Besides How do you not? I mean, like, I like sports, you like sports, right? And he said, "Oh yeah, I love it." He said, "Well, I was getting dog so doggone expensive, and so we cut. Some of, so we cut." I so said, "I've got enough money." That's what, that's what I'm saying. I said, "It doesn't get too expensive to get rid of your sports Maybe channel." You call me I'm, tight. Your brother, you need to talk to him. Well, I think it may be Christine, his wife, that was the okay. driving force. But he has to come to my house to watch the like the the big games, unless it's on
2: regular TV, which is like, Sai you you can't have sports and not have ESPN. Yeah, the last time I talked to him about this, we got into the you know it turned into a Duck Dynasty episode, which it was, because <laughs> we had an argument about live TV, you know, because he was wanting to watch some tape game at my house. I was like, what? I was like, why don't, you know, and they led, he said, well, I don't have ESPN. I was like, yeah, but it's happened. It's dead. He's like, no, it ain't dead. I was like, well, if it's not live, it's dead, right? And he's like, no. I want to come watch it. I was
0: like, no. Go, go. I will just remind you that your name is Jason Silas Robertson. That's right. You were named after Silas. I just thought it was a
2: weird thing to ask. Let me come watch. Did you tape the game? Let me come watch it at your house. Yeah, am like, no, I watched it live. Why would I tape it? He's like, well, I just thought that's what you did. So, Well, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that
1: Jason and I are really LSU fans, because Dad never really watched a lot of – I don't remember you watching a lot of college sports when we no. were growing up or really being into football that much. You kind of watch more pros now. But the reason you and I are LSU fans is because of our
2: Uncle Harold. That's right. Dad's older brother, Harold. Well, and Judy lived lived down there. And so like they would invite us, and we would go to LSU games. And didn't Jimmy Frank go to LSU Jimmy Frank graduated
1: LSU, and so did Harold. But Harold was like a just diehard fan, and Judy was too, although she graduated from Northwestern. They
2: were fans like, you're from Louisiana. This is your state school. These boys need your support. You know, as a little kid, somebody's telling me that. I'm like, okay. But you
1: know, like Judy and I lived with Judy a couple years in in Laplace, and so she would get up on game day and she would crank up the LSU fight song, and she would grab a broomstick and she would go down the hall like she was the drum major. I mean, that's how she woke everybody up in the house on Saturday. Oh, I remember the first
2: game I went to that the morning of game day. Our cousin Trey, I was asleep on the couch and I heard, you know, like somebody was in trouble. Screaming and hollering. He come running through, did not have one stitch of clothes on, carrying an LSU flag, hollering. And I thought... Well, these people are into this. <laughs> They're into LSU football. We have a naked, a naked fandom moment. Sober that here, Phil. I mean, there was no, well, it, I'm just saying. You have was, little
0: text, little nuggets from time to time. Do not get too overly involved in civilian affairs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm stretching the text a little bit. I, was saying, I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. read that verse. I don't that's, know
1: what the book of the,
2: Phil. You know, in the South, college football is almost like an
1: organism. It is. Is, you know, it is. It's its own little. I mean, some say religion.
2: I don't know if I go that far, but people are into it. And I, I remember I had the strangest. The first time I met uh, Tim Tebow, he he came to my house, and uh, you know how you you think someone you know loves the Lord, and that's got how you know we're doing traveling in the same circles. And uh, but I was like, what are we gonna do when this comes up? I mean, the guy you know went to Florida here. And
1: uh, and they had and he had a big
2: back and forth with LSU. They had some big games while he was there, both ways. Yeah, yeah. and he was like, you know, off the record. I mean, I love you guys. He said, I hate LSU, <laughs> and I was like. I mean, it was really hard for me in that moment. And then he kind of laughed. And it I takes thought, new
0: meaning to love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. I
2: thought, well, this, he's hitting it where it, this, this, what we have in Jesus, he's putting that to the test right here before my eye. Because he was mad because they they got his phone number and he told oh, yeah. the whole and remember story. Remember when he did the numbers? In oh, the he cap. did. I said, when you did that at that moment. To the students. I I, I wanted to hit you (laughs) right between the eyes. And he's like, if you heard that you're supporting your fan base, you should have heard the four little words that they were speaking. I was like, they were drunk. They didn't know what they were saying. He's
0: like, you're going to take up for these people? I just sort of stepped back one day and said, it's a game. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were it's, kind it's, of it's kidding. A, it's a game. It's so. good, clean fun. Well, it is interesting
1: and when you meet some of the people now. Like I, I said that about Tebow. I mean, I love Tebow. I mean, I love what he represents. The whole thing of him in the pro game. I, I felt like he was kind of mishandled because of he was so strong in his faith. I mean, some of the stuff that happened to him. So I love him, but when he was at Florida, no, sir. I mean, he oh, was yeah. enemy number I was one. Like, I mean, <laughs> I knew as a Christian, as a good guy, but I didn't to care about all that. Let's wait till we get past the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the game and then we can well, get back I to I always
0: him. just appreciated his talent. Yeah, but I knew with the
2: the, he had a w- the long windup, yeah, I said
0: he won't do good in the pros. He won't probably make it in the pros. They said, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but I think now I said, he's, he's, uh, he's too 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 big of a wind." When up. he
1: had all the leadership and all that. He just had that one hitch. in But out, that's where they're missing.
2: What they failed to realize. Because now look at the Saints. You know they have their backup quarterback. They actually have a package for him. That guy's a beast. Yeah, he uh, really is. Uh, yeah, and and I am like, they could have found the same role with Tebow. Because look, you a guy like that, he inspires people around him to be better people. Yeah. I think every workplace he's been in will say that. And and you would only know you are not gonna get that from an interview. When you get to know him, yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, you are ready. You are ready I, to run through a wall. I want this guy on my team. I'll find a place to make this work, you know? So. Let me
1: tell you about the time. So Lisa and I were on our way to Africa, and we were in the airport in, um, somewhere o- overseas, Amsterdam maybe. And so we're sitting in one of these lounges because you've got these long layovers. So we're in there like six hours. Lisa's trying to sleep, you know, and so I'm drinking coffee. And I look up. I'm in an Amsterdam airport lounge. You know, I'm halfway around the world. And I look up, and I see two guys walk by. And I said, Lisa, I said, does, does that look like Tebow and his brother? And they were kind of, you know, far away. And, and she was like, I don't know. You know, so I sit there thinking, I said, that looked like Tim Tebow. What would he be doing after this?" So I got up. Started looking around. I mean, the mean, who looks like Tim Tebow? That's what I'm saying. And Amsterdam. And I look, I look no, over. Said no one. I look over and at this group of people in a circle. And Tebow had his back to me, so I didn't see him. But I, his dad had a Florida. I saw a Florida hat. I yeah. was like, oh, that's them. Well,
2: yeah. That, so that, I just yeah.
1: walked right up in the middle of it. it was this whole family? It was his mom and dad, his sister, his brother, and somebody else? And they were just sit, kind of sitting in a circle, and they were just like us. They were just waiting. And I was like, How? Who in the world? would think they would see the bows in Amsterdam. And they first looked at me because they don't know me that way. I've met them. Yeah. And they were looking at me like – and then we busted out – they busted out laughing when I said that. And then I told them who I was. And they was like, oh, sit down, let's catch up. And, you know, we talked about family. But I thought it was the weirdest thing to mm. run across them over there. We went up visiting for like two hours, you know, because his dad is a great guy. He was oh, a, yeah. a pastor for many years. And I wonder, how's he doing?
2: He was sick. Like You know, I don't know. I hadn't talked because we – we, ha- we we do the Tebow event every right. year, and this year because of the coronavirus, oh right, you know they That's didn't good. do it, oh, so yeah. I haven't I haven't caught up, but I hope he's doing well. I played; he was actually in his dad because we play golf to raise the money, right? And we get to play at the TPC at saugrass yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it really is. And so, uh, boy, getting to know him, he's won the. I see why Tebow is how he is. I mean, his dad has a special knack. For making everyone around him feel like special, he just some people just have a knack for that. Part you know? of the reason
1: too, we've always hated Florida is that that one of our most obnoxious uncles and some of our cousins. That was uh, my issue. Yeah, that they're uh, huge Florida fans, and uh, so it was. The
2: trash talk always got to epic <laughs> proportions. So, but this year, you can imagine our lives have been really. They've been awesome. great. So, thank you, uh, Captain Kirk, for the gift. Let's take a break.
1: So one of the things that uh, I don't, you know, everybody tries to save money on different things. One things I don't mind spending money on is something to do with my bed, my sleeping. The way I look yeah. at it is I spend a third of my life there. Jase, you probably
2: spend more. Sleeping? Yeah. No, I don't sleep. No, much. you don't sleep? I, I'm, I probably get four or five hours on average.
0: It's not a lot.
2: It's not much. I don't know what to tell you. Now, I do take a nap. I got that from dear old dad. So you're getting I, your hours in just throughout. Well, the not an hour. I'll take about a thirty minute nap in the evening, no yeah, matter geez. what. Me too, every day. Every, every, every day. You've been doing it, Dad, since you were a yeah. young man. So, but I get your point because, like, my wife, I know where I rank. I mean, there's God, there's sleep, and then there's me. So I, I get it. <laughs> and so, so that's <laughs> the
0: redneck view of <laughs> harmony. <laughs>
1: so one of our sponsors, uh, a, a company named Bowl and Branch. Uh, make some really great, high-quality bed sheets, and so you think about it. You look at a ragtag bunch like like our group, and think, "Man, these guys wouldn't be into you know high-end sheets, but we are because it's it's comfortable, right? Because of what you said. It's it's, uh, and what I love about these guys is they're a great American business. They make everything in the U.S., so dad, they're U.S. made, which we like that. All their uh, pillows are made in Cincinnati. Their mattresses in, in Florida, and Texas, and Arizona. Uh, They're a great example uh, of what you want in an American business. Of course, they're online, which is helpful in today's time, so so they're not having to shut down. So Bowling Branch is offering a 30-day guarantee. If you don't love them, you can return them for a full refund, which we like that. That means you're going to love them. So remember, you'll only find Bowling Branch sheets online. It's spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. So if you want, if you want to use the code name Robertson, you're gonna get fifty dollars off your first set of sheets. That's pretty sweet. Save uh, fifty bucks right off the bat. Shipping is fast and free. Uh, restrictions may apply, but see BowlAndBranch dot com for details. So uh, we got a couple of questions. Uh, it's QA today. I like, I
2: like I like QA. What is the process for picking these questions? You know, it's just
1: random. They send me a lot of stuff, stuff that I think is kind of broad. Some stuff is specific and quick, and a lot mm-hmm. of those I just send an answer to folks. But some of these like, like the two we have today are really good to kind of dive into, you know, I I like problems. that we
2: do this because when you think about what we do here, we're you know, talking about the point of the bible that's what we we highlight which is you know to reveal jesus but somewhere in all this your faith in jesus has to affect your everyday life you know it's not just i think what religious people tend to do is just compartmentalize religion as a part of their life right which when you read this there's no support for that and so you know, when you get out and, and people bear their soul, I guess, because I read over these, I mean, they're it's pretty humbling to read You yeah. know, someone just, he's listening to something on a podcast, and next thing you know, he's bearing his soul here. Well, you know? and we appreciate the transparency. We've been
1: transparent, you know, and so we appreciate that. So let's start with Ryan's question. Um, he said, uh, and I'll read you what he says. I thought it was really humbling. He said, I go to church, I try to live my life like I should. But no matter how much I try, there's always a little voice in my head saying, Is he real? And he has that in all caps. And all these amazing stories in the Bible, are they real? And I love this statement. It's so honest. I'm trying to teach my kids about something I don't fully believe in myself. And so he asked us to give him some advice. He said, The reason I'm asking you is because I'm ashamed uh, to talk about it with anybody else. And uh, I thought it was interesting because Jason and I were saying, you know, our podcast is Unashamed. But Ryan has just been transparent saying, Look, it's hard for, you know, he's in a community where everybody assumes that he's believed, you know, 100% everything, but he's struggling. He's struggling on the faith side. We, we talk a lot about struggle on the sin side of what people do and their actions being evil, but you can also struggle in your faith mm-hmm. in terms of, can I, is it real? You know, is it is it fake? So I, just I thought did, we'd talk about that.
2: I just did my last, uh, you know, Zoom youth group meeting last night which i did i don't know 20 i think in 30 days so quit sending requests because that's over we did it because <laughs> of the coronavirus and, I I, and look time. i enjoyed doing them i mean that was 20 different cities uh hundreds of youth you know and but this this question this it was the most common feel that You know, I I felt with the – because I would do like a 20-minute introduction to Jesus. And then they would ask Q&A. And and I think that's a legitimate question because, look, when you think about it, you know, my number one goal, which is even for the people listening right now, is at some point you've got to read one of the Gospels. I prefer John. That's why we're studying John. But anyone's fine. And you have to make a personal decision on – on what you think of Jesus because this is designed by God to be done through faith. Right Now, he explains that we could give you the verses about faith and read you the definition, but it's basically believing and being sure of something that you don't see, Correct. which is God. Even though you see, you know, you can talk about the creation, you have the Bible, you can see transform uh, transformation in lives, but still it's based on a fact of you hear Jesus or you read Jesus for yourself. And so I always recommend that right off the bat. Read the book of John, take 20 minutes, and then ask yourself one question, who is Jesus? What, what is my opinion of Jesus? Because that is really the simplistic way to get assurance through faith.
0: Yep. Well, I, I would answer, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan, here's what you do. You read the book of John, as Jace just said, and then you pick up down here in first John. John also wrote that, chapter two and verse three. Now this is profound. And you're not you're always gonna be like, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure, until you understand one thing. We know that we have come to know him, which is at the crux of his dilemma. He said, "I'm going through the motions." You said, "How can I tell really that he's real?" Well, you're going to know that you've come to know him if we obey his commands. Now, this is blunt and to the point. The man who says, "I know him," which is it's Ryan. Yep. Ryan's struggle is he said, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm a Jesus man. I, I know Jesus." Well, the man who says that, I know him, Jesus, but does not do what he commands is a liar. The truth's not in him. But here's the the deal, Ryan. If anyone obeys his word, read what Jesus said, listen to what he told you, observe how he walked, observe his qualities, If anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how, Ryan, we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him, and here's his struggle, must walk as Jesus did. So when it comes right down to the most difficult thing there is for a human being on planet Earth is to love God, and love your neighbor, and then you prove it. You offer yourself, your body, as a living sacrifice before God so that when people run up on you. Now, look, well, if you slick. do that, if you do that, Ryan, a strange thing will happen. Uh, once you were not a people, now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have. Tell no them, one, tell them where you're at. Phil. Yeah, I'm in sec, uh, First Peter chapter two here. I urge you, Ryan, to as according to the Apostle Peter, I urge you. Here's what you'll be like in the world as aliens and strangers in the world. To abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. If you walk like Jesus, this will not be an issue. But if you do like walk like Jesus, there are some many that will say that Ryan, I mean, he's that's strange. He should have been mad at what just happened to him, but he's not. He's not mad when he should be mad. Uh he may get angry. But I've never seen him acted out in a sinful way. Well, the more you do those things, the world around you will say, Why? Why? How come you didn't retaliate? You said, I'll I'll leave room for God's wrath. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm not into that. Uh, I have trained myself to be merciful when I shouldn't be, but I'm still merciful. I'm aware of my surroundings. I love my Savior. And I love my neighbor, neighbor, and I'm going to prove it to you by the way I roll. Well, if you do that, Ryan, then the more, the more you grow in that right there, the more you'll understand. Now I know what it is. I know He's there. I see the results of Him right. in people's lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Right. That's that's Jesus. Right, and and looking like Him. Let's take a break.
1: So, Dad, if I said the word legal Zoom, what would that mean to you? What, what would you think that means, legal Ooh, Zoom? One
0: of, them, one of them slick cats in New York City lawyer with his hair slick straight back, legal Zoom. <laughs> Why would
1: he be leaving so fast? Because huh? Why Why he
0: he sure? he's always trying to get ahead of the game. <laughs> his
2: hair back, the
0: Zoom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the Zoom part.
2: I'm interested to know what this is. Well, so
1: there's there's a company called Legal Zoom, and I don't necessarily know necessarily a, a hair slicked back lawyer, but it is a group of people uh, that basically you can ask legal questions to, uh, and so that's their business. Basically, you got a question about protecting your family, a will, a living trust, how to start a business, how to start you know an LLC, a lot of things like this. Legal Zoom, that's the company that's going to be able to give you that advice. You were
2: actually pretty close. Yeah.
1: Except um, the, maybe the yeah, slick
2: back hair. Helpful. I mean, you think about it, it's hard to start a business these days. Oh, with all the regulations. Zach, how yeah. I many yeah. business
1: have you and I started? I mean, there's so but much. But
2: only on Phil
0: that. would attach the hairstyle <laughs> yeah. to the profession. I'm just saying that hair, looking straight back, tells you that that guy, that legal uh, uh, genius, legal is moving Zoom. that way. He's yeah. he's moving. So what does that say well, about you, huh? Yeah. Well, that 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 tells me that he could blow right by me, and I wouldn't even know it. <laughs> We didn't consult any lawyers' legal advice before we started Duck Commander, Jace. So, and said, we probably should have. That's just bill.com.
1: To your point, Dad, LegalZoom is not a law firm, uh, but it is a, a company that will be able to give you legal advice on a lot of different issues. So you visit LegalZoom.com, uh, find out about these things. For special savings, be sure to use the code UNASHAMED at checkout. So that's LegalZoom.com, code UNASHAMED, where life meets legal.
2: I think what's troubling is that he said he goes to church, then he hears the voice. So I think what Phil was describing is there's a difference in going to church and walking like Jesus. You are correct. I mean, that's a big difference. Just, you know, going to church. That's why I said go to your room and read about Jesus Because going to church doesn't really mean anything. It has no effect on your life as far as walking like Jesus if your decision-making process doesn't link with what you're hearing on who your Savior is and then how it transforms into your life.
0: That's why going to church, that particular phrase, is not in the Bible. Yeah, that's why I started saying I was at the church building Now he said that,
2: and I've had people say, "Why do you why do you always say the building after you say church?" I was like, "Well, because God doesn't live in buildings. The church is it's you people. know is is the people that are the body. You can't of be at the
1: church. The, the church can be at the building, but you can't be at the that's church. right. We are, church. The we are the, the building. the
2: church is actually a moving organism. That's why it says wherever there's two or three gathered together, well, we have the church. Right. It may be outside of a you know, any kind of place in the world, I mean, it doesn't matter where where it's at. well,
1: and I think to to offer some hope to Ryan and others who who struggle in your faith, remember, people have struggled in faith as long as there have been people. I mean, I would argue that outside of Jesus, the Bible probably honors Abraham. As being the one of the most faithful people has ever lived, and we we talked about in the last podcast, why? Because of reasons of the resurrection. But you will go back and study the life of Abraham. There were periods of time when he doubted. Remember when he was going, he was going through some place, and he was afraid that because he was married to Sarah, that you know the king was going to get after him. Here was the most faithful man on the planet, and yet he got fearful, and he lied about Sarah being his wife.
0: So and Ryan has the the freedom to talk about Jesus, his Savior, out loud and on purpose. But think about it. We have a mighty throng of sons and daughters of God, the church, in Red China, North Korea, they're in Iran. You say, you have got to be kidding. They do everything in little small groups and whispers. You say they whisper the scriptures. Because the totalitarian regimes that they live under, the last thing you're going to ever be able to do is build you a structure with a steeple on the front of it. Well, that's right. And said, the people of God meet here, services at 930. You're not allowed to do that. So you say, well, what do the sons and daughters of God do? They meet in secret in their homes, and they whisper, and they're quiet. You say, but there's oh, millions of them, mm-hmm. but you never see them. So well,
1: sometimes a persecution like that. Ryan has it better off family.
0: being in America. Well, at least now, all you did gets but, a cussing. So, you just take a cussing so and move my, on. My point
1: was, and like Abraham, and then the disciples were the same thing because Jesus used the word "ye of little faith" more to his disciples than anybody, That's and right. they were watching it unfold. But to Jesus's point, when the disciples experienced experienced Jesus' death and his burial and his resurrection, when they came out on the other side. They were different. They were oh. different men, and so I think it's the same. Different with us. is is a well. That's a yeah. That's an understatement. They were transformed, transformed, you know, because they experienced it for themselves for real, and that's that's the key. They were around. The it.
0: common man can't see the coronavirus or smell it, taste it, touch it, or anything else, but they see the results of it, and they say, "Hmm, I know it's here." It's the same way with following Jesus. You say a lot of people say, "Well, I, I've never seen him." So how would I see him? Just walk like he did, and you'll begin to see the qualities that come forth from you, the fruit that you bear, what's stored in your heart. It comes from your mouth. You say you can spot him. So Well, I think the, the fundamental
2: question is, is why doesn't God reveal himself? Because people look for a sign, and they say, how do you love something you can't see? How do you find something? But everything we've described in First Peter you know, he said, "Praise be to God, of uh, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead." Now, this is what you would hear in Bible class. Yep. You have a living hope, you know, and and but then all of a sudden it says, "You rejoice in your trials, though you might have had to struggle with some." These have come so that your faith, which is believing in this these things you can't see, may be proved genuine, you know, refined by fire. And then it says this phrase, which I think is to his question. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That's it. So I think if it were me, because I've had those same questions, now it was years ago, when is he real? What if this is true? And now when that thought pops into my head, I think, you're a liar. Because I know whoever's telling me that, or wherever, whatever process that's coming from, that's a lie. Because I know he's real. Because in this, now what if things are going bad? Well, I just read, doesn't mean your life is going to be in order, and you're not going to have any trials, and... The whole reason God chose faith, according to First Peter, is that so your faith could be proved genuine by going through trials, and you're believing, and even though you don't believe and you don't see him, and people are making fun of you or persecuting you for not being ashamed, you're like, "Yep, I'm filled with an inexpressible joy." I mean, it seems kind of crazy, but that's just the way. Well, God I think if the if up.
1: the question comes in, is he real? The next question that should pop into your mind is, well, what if he's not? What have I got? What are we looking at? You got nothing. Let's assume he's not real, you know, because that's what the voice is telling me. So what? So look around and say, what do I got? Because it really boils down to two two really fundamental issues. If he's not real, so there is no God, the evolutionists are right, we're just here. There's a lot that can't be explained. But what do you got? Without him. I mean
2: unbelievers hate that logic just because I've argued with them. They're like, so your point is your way's better because the alternative is worse. I'm like no, but it is a factor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're persecuting me and you have nothing. The the best you can hope for is death.
0: That's the only hope. And tyranny of man. The only hope the unbeliever has is that he not be there. Maybe he's there's won't no be hope there. in that. There's, no hope, there's in that. no hope. Which is my point. I'm like, well well, your physical death is coming up because we all not only sin, we all die. And the Bible says both, just to remind us. And you see an escape route through one person who ever lived, so you would think I need to investigate him.
2: But Phil. Well but,
0: investigate hey, him.
2: Hey, the last person I had a I guess debate with about this. They said I'm gonna be, I'm gonna become part of the overall energy of life. And I said, no, what, what exactly is that? He said, like, well, when we die, we're absorbed into the energy that produces life.
1: Had they, had they been to the movie, the Avatar planet? Is that where they came up with that?
2: No, I'm just that's what they told. Me. <laughs> yeah, they said because I don't need. You know, this, I don't need religion to make me feel better. And I'm like, so you feel good about your life? And they're like, yeah. I mean, that's what they were saying. And I was like, well, what is your purpose in life? And it's like to find happiness. And Everybody so, I've yeah. asked,
0: do you have a better, they say I don't believe in God and all that. I said, I understand. I said, but do you have a better story than this one and the results of it? Immortality, from mortal to immortal, from a small period of time you spend here to eternity. I said, "Do you have a better story than this one?" Well, this was their better.
2: This was their better story. Yeah, but I thought it wasn't.
0: Yeah.
1: So let's uh, take a break. Um, so, Jay, here, here's a good question. It's been asked by one of our sponsors. Why? And you're our stock expert. Why would Ooh. you buy gold? Why would you buy gold?
2: Well, it's a hedge. People say if everything else just goes, you know, there's gold. I mean, it's been around for hundreds of years. Not going to go wrong. It's always going to be worth something. So thousands you know, of years. Yeah, yeah. I would I, I would thousands. add to that when when your government. Prints trillions of dollars. It may be a good hedge against inflation too. That's right. Exactly. Okay, but I mean, you know, I was just given the, the macro. Bro. Well, and that's
1: that's pretty good because the the bullet points here from uh, Nationwide Coin and Bullion Reserve copy. Uh, okay. The uh, the bullet points here from Nationwide Coin and Bullion Reserve basically agrees with what you said. Gold <laughs> is a safe haven in times of turmoil. Certainly, we see that. Huge increases in national debt have left us okay. precarious. There you go, Zach. Gold is up 35% in the past 12 months,
2: hmm. Oh which yeah, is
1: pretty amazing. So the crazier things get. In fact, they say here they predict it could hit 2000 per ounce by 2021. So it's a good mm-hmm. idea to have some gold. Nationwide is a trusted source, 4.6 rating on Trustpilot, which is really good. Excellent customer service, fast delivery. So Nationwide Coin and Bullion Reserve. Uh, here's what they ask you to do. Supplies last. You can get one ounce of $50 gold Eagle coin at cost for $1,700. Well, so
2: I'm interested in that. Yeah, well, I think I might be interested as well. we have wait, to work and, out a little deal Weight and
1: purity backed up by the U.S. government. So you want to be able to do this, give them a call, 800-705-7272. That's 800-705-7272. And mention you heard about it on Unashamed. And, but I, when I'm making a decision about, what if we lost by following Jesus? By the well, way, well, my point is, if we're, what do we lose? If I'm looking at a situation, I'm trying. I got to make a decision. I got to do this or I got to do this. You know, I may be looking at buying some property. What a big decision! Something I really have to spend some time thinking about. As I'm kind of wrestling in my mind, do I do it or do I not? The pro and the con. I think it's the same thing here. When you're talking about what you believe, which is what's going to drive the way you raise your family, what's going to drive the way I live. I mean, you have to look at the alternative. And the alternative to God not being real, I just don't see a lot of plus side. I mean, I I realize the the person you talk to says, well, I'm fine without him. Yeah, I
2: think there's some people that have convinced themselves there's not a God. And so you're just living for this life. And look, I have a, a little healthier respect at least they worked it out in their mind. Where least, and they're going with it? Well, they're going with it, right? Because people that just say, "I don't know how I got here. I don't know what I'm doing here," and the you know I'm just going to die. Well, you know that just seems stupid to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't know if it's stupid, but it's certainly more. Well, you know they're griping about <laughs> or what they're going to do in retirement, and I'm thinking retire. You got bigger problems. What are you going to do after retirement? They're, then it just gets quiet, you know. They're looking at the ground because they don't they don't think that far ahead. And you know, it's interesting because until Christianity came along, even
1: under Judaism, which is you know was the roots of before Christianity, the Jews and you go back and read the Old Testament. You don't see much about heaven. You see a little bit about Sheol, the idea. There's not a lot of afterlife stuff being talked about in the Old Testament. Not Not much Mm -hmm. at all. And then when you get to the – when Jesus came here, you had the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees believed in the resurrection, but you had a whole sect of Jewish leadership that just believed you go in the ground. That's it. So think about it. I mean the idea that Jesus did bring something revolutionary To everyone, the idea that you can go beyond the grave, and even the Jews didn't understand that fully. So, think about what Jesus said: uh, that you put a a faith of a mustard seed, which if you got a mustard seed and put it in your hand, it's very small. Yep, one mustard seed, and he talked about how that faith grows into this big plant. And so, I would tell people that struggle with faith that it, it grows. It's like even if you're struggling with it, you're not sure, you're having these nagging doubts. Faith grows, I want, and you guys have been in First Peter, but I want to read you a text from Second Peter one. Um, he's Peter says, "Make every effort to add to your faith." So, so you got faith, and now it can be added to. What do you add to it, Peter? Well, you add goodness, and to goodness you add knowledge. This is kind of your point Dad, about the growth. Yep. To knowledge, self control, to self control. Perseverance, what does that mean? That means you stand up under tough times. To perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. And listen to this in verse 8. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, that means growth, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. True so statement. If you don't grow in your faith, you wound up doubting your faith. I mean, that's what happens. Well, there. then
2: he goes on to say, but anyone who does not have him, he's nearsighted and blind, has forgotten. He has been cleansed from his sins, which is why we started off saying read the book of John and Correct. revisit that because you've forgotten. But then he says, I think the next verse, Al, is also good because very few times in the Bible does it ever say if you do this – you won't fall. If you want an idea about what to do so you won't fall, well, that, that's a really good idea. What is it? He says, therefore, make be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, because that's what this whole conversation was about, doubt. Right. He says, make your calling and, and election sure, which you do that by pursuing those qualities, ultimately Jesus, then you get the qualities. For if you do these things, you will never fall. How hard could it be? I mean, it's pretty much a a map to heaven. Yeah. Is, okay, how do I become sure? Well, I go look at who Jesus is and what he did. That's that's number one. And then I start putting these qualities in my life.
0: By the way, you won't fall and you will receive a rich welcome and to the eternal kingdom of Lord Lord's So if you look at that, you say, you know what? Do you have a better story? I keep going back to that, Al. <laughs> I'm like, this says immortality is waiting on a human being if he'll just grab a hold of it and hold on, Ryan, hold on to it, man, unless you see some other way we're getting out of here. Well, I, used I, to, I, I don't know how we're getting out of here unless this Bible is true. I used to always say, and I guess I probably learned it from you, Dad, that If we
1: are wrong, and if all this has been an elaborate— Men dreamed it up. Men dreamed it up thousands of years. It's a doozy. All the apologetics, the Bible, all the things that are there. If it is all wrong, and I live my life for a lie because there was no God, there was no Christ. You know, I look at my life. I'm 55 years old. I've lived—I've enjoyed my life. My life's been good. I've avoided a lot of trouble. My kids are— raised and are married and have their own children. We all live in a big compound together. And so, you know, I'm saying is it's not the worst thing, even if it was a lie. I mean, even if we were wrong about the whole thing, I'll go to my grave and we'll never
0: know. I'm on record out as saying peace of mind, which is what you get when you uh, as a follower of Jesus is. One of the rarest commodities there is. Peace of mind is hard to come by. I don't care what the human race is hollering about. I'm just looking at them on the news and what they say and what they're doing. I'm like, you know, that peace of mind. I've never seen it with the ungodly. I just haven't seen it.
1: Right. It's not there. Let's uh, let's take one last break. So, we had another question, but I don't want to get into it because I don't think we have enough time to be fair with it from Zachariah. So, we're going to, I'm going to save that for next time. So, in our closing time here, we have Dad, I want to mention your book, which is Jesus Politics How to Win Back the Soul of America. Uh, we're doing a pre order run now. It's supposed to release uh, August the 4th. So, we're trying to get folks to pre order um, the book. And so, you can go to Jesus politicsbook.com That's where you can get you a copy. The first 2000 were signed, but I'm pretty sure by now that those are probably gone, but uh, we still want you to sign up for the book. Uh, you do get to uh, some, some things on there and some goodies to be able to do it. So I want to talk to you a little bit, dad, in our closing time here about the books you've written. Cause it's interesting. So you've written, this is your fourth book other than the Bible that you and I did the commentary. So you started out happy, happy, happy which was basically your life story. Yep. And uh, out of all of our books, and we've had a lot of books sold, everybody here at the table and, and Willie and Sadie and others, but it is interesting that Happy, Happy, Happy is still the, the most sold of all of them. Um, and it, was the, it wasn't the first even because Willie's was first. But I think it was because it was your story of how you became a Christian, uh,
0: I think. Would you say that's it – was, It was the story of my redemption.
1: Yeah, and then the starting of the business. From a
0: sinful man to a son of God. Right.
1: And it was very raw and transparent, and you were very honest in it about our life. Since all that, of course, we found out that from your former life, you had a daughter you didn't know that's now a part of our family, who we love. Second book was called Unfiltered, and basically it was kind of your philosophy on life, but it was kind of caught up in the, um, what would you call it, the big controversy we had with the... A&E and all the stuff we had going on. So the book kind of got buried. We didn't, you know. And then you did The Theft of America's Soul, which I thought so far has been the, I mean, your story was great, but The Theft of America's Soul was probably the best book we've written because it was just so spot on to the evil one and what he's done. It's a spiritual war. It is. I mean, you kind of laid out the parameters. And look, we can all see it, because all got to do is turn on the news to see if it's true or not. You
0: can see it and live in living color every day. So
1: you kind of laid out the problems. And so I just wanted you to talk a little bit about this, about Jesus' politics as a response then after that. Kind of where did you go in the next book?
0: Basically, this one is the lifestyle that has to follow, as we just mentioned, your faith in Jesus, there's a lifestyle that's required. The manifesto has already been written. Read read the, the, the works of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What he did, what he's now doing, mediating for us under grace, what he will do, he's going to return, wipe it clean. Basically, this is about a spiritual group of individuals, believers, with Jesus being the king, a nation of uh, uh, priests with a king that's operating inside an earthly kingdom. All earthly kingdoms, they rise and they fall. This one is an eternal kingdom kingdom with a king, you can't stamp it out, you can't eradicate it, you can't get rid of it, because our king is in heaven at the right hand of God, you're not going to cut the head off of this. He's already come down and stayed for 33 years, did what he had to do to justify you, to raise you from the dead, and he's gone back. So we are a kingdom, as Daniel would say, established inside an earthly kingdom because earthly kingdoms will come and they will collapse. I'm on record as saying without a mass awakening from within the kingdom of God, I give it 30 years, the United States of America. On its current track, From 2020, on its current trajectory, you will not have the country, America, it will be a complete different country than 30 years, unless something is done, a mass awakening to the King, Lord Jesus, unless that's done. Jesus politics is what do you do in your individual life from day to day to day to day. It comes down to make sure who you're voting for, make sure who you're listening to, make sure your children are trained, because we have an education system now. Yeah. It's devoid of God. Right. So this is how to implement all the things that need to be implemented from the ground up, yeah. how we behave on planet Earth inside these United States of America, the kingdom of God functioning, and how to be a member of it, and how to behave according to it. Well, what I like about your
1: books, Dad, <coughs> and this one in particular – is that you have to have people who have voices to speak God and speak Bible and speak Jesus into a culture. That's right. There's not many. (laughs) You talk about a small space in our country. Many are
0: called, but few are chosen.
1: Exactly. And, And the reason why is because it's not easy. You're going to be a target. You're going to be a lightning rod. A lot of things are going to happen because the evil one doesn't want to give up control. He wants this nation to be destroyed. He wants this culture to be destroyed. So I do think it's interesting. I think the book, the timing of the book, couldn't be better because of the division we see in our country about the idea that it's going to take kingdom living. And what's interesting, Jace, about timing is that this we wrote this book a pretty good while back, and you know, it just takes a long time to get the process of getting it out. But our podcast has come along since then. And so I think we're an evidence of our podcast of what we're trying to talk about here. It's, it's, just, not, it's not a church thing. It's, it's just a, a book
0: life. coming out of the phrase unashamed it's a way to be that way. Right. It's a book about – so you can read something. They can watch the podcast. It is the book. Yeah. I mean, the book is I the agree. podcast. The podcast is the book. My life is the life. I mean, so you look at well, it. Well, what say, I love
1: about it is we're not really, – I mean, all of us will preach or teach or do things in a, in a quote-unquote church setting, but then we just live it, and then we talk about it, we study it, we sharpen each other. I mean, I love our podcast because I'm still preaching – you know, more than y'all are right now, but it helps me. You know, it helps me to dive into these studies and what to do to motivate people and challenge if the people.
0: great philosophers of the age, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. If they had had the printed word, yeah, God sent it to them. You know, I've, I've often asked people, I said, What do you want God to do? Send, write you a letter? I said, He's written you multiple <laughs> letters. Why don't you just at least read them? So basically, this is another letter. This is just something you can add to the That's Word right. of God, That's the right. principles involved in it. So so
1: Unashamed Nation, just to let you guys know again, JesusPoliticsBook.com. Go there, pre-order your book. The more we sell ahead of time, the, the bigger splash we're able to make for Dad to be able to talk about this in a national setting, which is what we're trying to do. We're trying to let people know. So we appreciate you guys watching, listening. We appreciate your comments that come back in. Uh, And we appreciate you supporting our projects as well. See you next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.